When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome to Waiting on the Bonus Points, a fantasy Premier League podcast brought to you by the Herald Sports Desk. Hello and welcome back to Waiting on the Bonus Points, back after something of a hiatus. Um, we obviously man down since uh, Barron's moved on, but we've still got with us, we've still got the gut man, Jack Ball. Good morning, you okay? Yeah, I'm, I'm very good, very good to be back actually, because the main reason we've been off is because I've been on paternity leave, because I've... Now I've got two children instead of just one. So, uh, yeah, Penelope was born about a month ago now. So, uh, now that we've had paternity out Penelope there. Penelope Salamunde, isn't it? Yeah, she, her middle name is, is, is not a footballer, sorry. <laughs> just just to put off any suggestion that the middle name could be Harry Kane, Raheem Sterling, or anything like that. No, it's never going to happen. Um, but, um, obviously, then you had some holidays as well, Jack. So, now that that's all out of the way, we're back and we're ready to crack on with the running for the season. It's been a very big wait for the bonus points, hasn't it? That's... Yeah, a very long wait. As we said, it's been about a month. So, uh, apologies for being off air, but we've both been doing rather important things. Like, Jack, last week you had uh, time off and did basically nothing because oh, yeah. of the snow. It was the worst <laughs> annual leave I've ever taken in my life. What a waste of time that was. Well, there was some FBL to, to lighten the, uh, the mood. Not, not, sort got my of. not in your team. Well, we'll get to that in a little bit. Um... <laughs> So uh, the, the, what I think we should do before we, we carry on, we will always start with the most recent game because we've kind of just been off air for a little bit of a while. Obviously, our teams have changed a fair bit in that time. So um, I thought I'd just kind of let people know what happened between the last episode we did and what's happened now because, you know, we've made all sorts of transfers. So it just makes people a little bit more aware of what we've been up to. So um, Jack uh, made this point uh, after game week 27 because game week 27 was when Sergio Aguero scored his hat-trick, and he was in my team. And actually, that he literally scored his hat-trick whilst my daughter was being born. So people have made jokes and asked me which of those two things was more exciting news. And you still didn't give and Aguero I, as a middle name, Sergio. Well, yeah, I mean, that's, that's what you all suggested I do. But um, And you said, the great thing about the fact that we're not going to have a podcast the week after, because obviously it was an opportunity, was you won't be able to gloat about that hat-trick. Well, well, here we are right now, I'm going to gloat about it now. I got 87 points in, in game week 27, courtesy of Aguero though I didn't captain it and moving on to game week 28 <laughs> <laughs> well no you in game week 27 you had a good week to be fair I think we should draw attention to that because you didn't have Aguero and you still got 81 points which I that, thought was really impressive so. that was one of my better weeks but I, I think I think that was a that was a higher average as well an average of 61 is one of the highest it's quite, high, quite a while but I mean 20, but that's still 20 points above the average which is pretty good uh, good going for, for for you dare I say and I think um, it might be the first time this season or one of a very few amount of times where my highest score was my captain. Yeah, yeah. I very rarely. I think. I mean, I've not looked at this stat, but I, out of my, me and you and Baron probably, I've, I'm sure I picked the captain the least amount. Of time. I know you've been quite unlucky, but I'm pretty sure that I'm I've slowly been improving. Once or twice, but, yeah, yeah. Um, but you, you had K- KDB got you 13, Firmino got you double figures, and you got double figures from Moses as well again. So that was great for you. So um, game of 27 that, was quite good for that both. That was first. the player one of you mocked that he never played more than 60 minutes. If you remember when you had Christensen, I don't know what happened. Although, to him. although that's a well, we shouldn't go on to explain that you have actually now sold Victor Moses. So, um, <laughs> I have, I have. <laughs> so game week 28 was when you sold him. And actually, I, we wanted to ask you this question for ages. We should just put out a bit of a news flash. We said about three weeks ago, new signings in the Premier League, who probably wouldn't you go for? And we all kind of agreed, yeah, someone who's joining a big club like maybe Spurs, who's probably not going to play. Lucas Mora, definitely don't sign him. Game week 28, what did you do, Jack? Sign Mora. <laughs> I just, I know, he, he My did, head he, was turned at that. The, the, the reason for that is he, he did quite well in the cup. And I thought, he, you know, Spurs hadn't been on the best of runs necessarily. I don't think their midfielders... I mean, Son has done quite well in the last few weeks. Eriksen's picked up a bit again. Um, but, I mean, Deli Ali. I mean, I don't know what's happened to him. He's, he's not been talked about hardly at all anymore. No. And I thought, you know, if, if he impressed in the cup, because they need to try and keep the, that top four position, they might bring him in. And it was, it was a risk. Again, I've said many times on this podcast... If I didn't do this podcast, I wouldn't have made half the decisions I made. If there wasn't a forfeit uh, uh, going every week, I wouldn't have made half the decisions I've made because I've deliberately not picked some of the best players in FPL because you and Baron have them. So, uh, like I said, uh, next next year I'm going to act like I'm not doing the podcast and, and just and just do what I normally do. Even though I'm still normally losing, I normally do better, better than Baron as well. This is the first year he's, he's beaten me. He's beaten so, me as well, so, so, uh, so it's difficult to deal with. But but, uh, but he's definitely on my list to get rid of again. I, I just I, like I said, it's just trying to. Get on the, on the wave before it starts, you know, try and bring yeah. someone in when their value's a bit lower 
and then hopefully it rises a little bit and you benefit and quite a few players I've brought in this season it's not, it's not quite worked out I have to admit using the logic of they did well in the cup I see where you're going with it but it's always there's always backfire because I mean Lingard he did well in the cup while he was doing well in the league as well and so that's why I brought Lingard in obviously I mean I should say game week 28 was when I finally got rid of Lingard and that's when he scored for the first time in, since I'd owned him. So I, having had Lingard for about six weeks, I got literally blanks out of him every but time. As I said, you know, I've not had Sterling all season. There is no doubt whatsoever. If I didn't do this podcast and didn't have forfeits and didn't need to have differentials I, or didn't have such a bad start, yeah, yeah. I would have brought him in a long, long time ago. But I've not had him at all this season. And, you know, his, his, his value is still relatively cheap. Yeah. But I've brought in the likes of Silva, brought in the likes of De Bruyne just to not have Silva. And I've brought had Bernardo, Bernardo Silva for a period at the start of the season. So of course he's doing these well decisions now, wouldn't have happened <laughs> had things been a little bit different. Well, yeah, so definitely maybe not. And actually, I've made decisions like that as well. Perhaps not into such an extreme, but it does change things when you go head-to-head each week. And um, I fully admit over Christmas, well, I've, te- I've, this, I've just totally lost my head. I don't, I don't even know what I, I can... <laughs> to sit on a podcast and try and explain my decisions when I don't even know why I'm making them. Like, <laughs> I, it's almost like an out-of-body experience. It gets yeah. to the time where I make the transfers, and I can almost watch myself doing it going, what the hell are you playing at? And it still happens. And I, know it's, I almost close my eyes and quickly press save, and then it's done. Yeah. I mean, and, and you're not alone really in that. Out. I mean, listening to the, 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 uh, uh, the scout cast fantasy football scout this week uh, several of the guys on there obviously have really good consistent performances every year and even for game week 30 which we're going to discuss in a minute they weren't really sure what to do and 11 o'clock on Saturday morning there were, I think two or three of them were like well I don't really know who to, to sign this week so you know that particular approach is, it can be quite common especially if you know your season's not going as well as, as you'd like and so, again, um, again so many times that I genuinely believe that your biggest enemy in FPL is your own brain that is definitely true I mean I, I should definitely say that's definitely true with someone I signed for game week 28 uh, which was Jamie Vardy who I thought with those great Leicester fixtures would be fantastic he's obviously disappointed massively um, I, took a, I took a four point hit with my two free transfers for game week 28 because I wanted to try and build up ahead of steam ready for that, double, that blank game week in game week 31 so I got rid of Lingard he scored which is great Alonso I got rid of finally he obviously hasn't done very much and Dominic Calvert-Lewin obviously hasn't been playing so two out of those three made sense to sell and then I brought in, uh, as well as Vardy, I brought in uh, Andrew Robertson, who's been great for me so far at mm. Liverpool, and uh, Luka Milivojevic, just to, to get ready for that for that blank game week. So that's just letting people know what our teams have done over the last couple of weeks. So we're now going to go into the FPL forfeit, which we haven't done in a very long time. And we should just point out before we do our forfeit that um, it's actually your birthday today, Jack, isn't it? Does that have something to do with it? Well, it, it does a little bit. You're going to be a little bit kind today. What, what, you, what you said in the week was, if I do get a forfeit, it has to be like a kind of a birthday special. I know. I said it's my birthday. So you need to be kind to me. I think were well, my words. Well, we'll see. But um, <laughs> uh, well, I mean, I, I should just say while we're on a happy birthday, Jack. Um, and how old are you today? And you can tell us according to yourself and according to your own mum. According to my mother, I'm 27, which I'm quite happy about. <laughs> but I'm actually 28. But she was very kind with her post. She put, up, she put a picture of me up when I only had one chin as well. So <laughs> <laughs> things like that are great. Um, but yeah, yeah, 28 today. And um, I'm, I'm delighted. To, there's no else I'd rather be than doing a forfeit hey. in work. There we go. On a That's nice, what we want to hear. warm day as well. So it's, it's the best birthday I could wish for, really. That's what we want to hear. So your, your birthday forfeit, birthday themed, is that you, for the rest of today, need to wear your birthday suit. Which means... No, I'm just joking. We're not going to get I, you to take I, all your clothes off. Um, that's, what, that's what our producer, John, suggested earlier in the week. And I said, John, I'm surprised you want to see Jack naked. But He's uh, always lurking around me. It's I weird. Know, I'll try to get rid of him. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's not... That's that not wouldn't be a pleasant sight for anybody. No, absolutely not. So what your actual forfeit is, is... Um, you know on your birthday, you tend to wear some badges? So we don't really have any badges, so we've got some sticky notes. No expense spared. No expense spared. The Herald so, FBL, uh, offices. The first one you have to wear for today is uh, a, a sticky note that says always captain can you guess Salah Salah because as we'll go on yes. to hear you didn't do that this week and had you done that I'd be doing the forfeit on your birthday so there's a little sticky note for you to wear for the rest of the day and we've got some sellotape just to help them stay on and then we've got a few other generic ones so we're going to have um, this princess is 30 today. I should point out to people that are listening as well, I'm the last person <laughs> to like to make a fuss on my birthday. I don't really like to tell people. I, I, made a, I, I did tweet there. about it purely because I'm Maybe just my Maybe just peel them down so they definitely uh, go on. We've got two more. Uh, so we're going to have looking fine on my birthday. Two more? Yeah. I'm going to have to put my coat on. <laughs> yeah, just sitting there like, are you cold, Jack? No, I'm just uh, hiding my badges. 
Looking fine. Can you, can you not find the badges of these words on it in um, one of the card shops? Well, always Captain Salah in the Plymouth <laughs> Card Factory, I doubt it. <laughs> and then the final one is... Don't stick it, nah, 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 on your chest. Come on. Right. There, he's trying to stick it on his leg. Right, then the last one is... <laughs> the back uh, of my leg. Officially, because you get this a lot, officially a grumpy old man now. My, just... my nickname at university was um, Squidward. Oh, right. Well, I can believe that, actually. It's yeah. pretty grumpy. So, um, just to help those stay on... The I'm sure two... these, these stickers will cheer me up no end today. I want to make sure that the always Captain Salah one sticks. So, there's some sellotape tape for that one. And I also want this Princess's 30 today to stick. So, that's there we go. So, there we go. There's your birthday badges. So, it's not it, it's not the worst forfeit in the world. So, I think you can definitely be quite happy that that's a nice little birthday forfeit, would you say? I just won't be walking around the office too much today. I'll stay very much. <laughs> I don't, don't wonder why I might be not my desk. Like, you would never work so hard. <laughs> Yeah, never seen you there so long. Um, so let's crack into to Game Week uh, Game Week 29, uh, I should say. I called it Game Week 30 earlier on, I realised. Game Week 29 is the one we've just had. And, uh, well, I mean, let's start off in terms of the points that we had. Um, it was very, very close. Mm. Your final total, Jack, was... 46. And mine was 47. Like, it was incredible. And it came close. down to the Monday night game, didn't it? Yeah, or you could say it came down to the captaincy. Because, uh, obviously... Well, I mean, th- let's start with the captaincy. Because it, like, it's, it's one of those things, it's a big debate every week. And I've got to be honest, like, last week, it, it did feel like a bit of a much-about-muchness. Because it seemed quite obvious that, actually... So, Kane had arguably a better fixture. Because his opponents, Huddersfield, are a little bit more leaky than Newcastle. Um, generally speaking, they don't really allow too many shots to Huddersfield, but um, they tend to concede quite a lot of goals for the number of shots that they allow. So effectively, what that means is that every shot against Huddersfield is more likely to go in than a shot against Newcastle. Whereas, of course, Salah had the form. So effectively, it was a form versus fixture pick. Um, I went with the form. You went with the fixture. So uh, it's interesting that we've settled on different sides of the divide. So, I mean, what tipped the balance for you? It was the opposition, yeah. I think I just, I just doubted Huddersfield more than I doubted Newcastle. And... You know, Kane, there's no, 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 no doubting. I mean, I know Salah's fantastic, don't get me wrong, but there's no doubting that Kane gets in fantastic positions. And I was following the game on Twitter and Kane should have done more than he did. And I think he was having an off day and it did, people didn't think he'd get any points at all. Um, and it, it was just one of those days where you think, I've, I shouldn't have captained him. I, <laughs> I genuinely believe that my captain pick has this overriding power to affect the <laughs> Premier League players. Because I can almost guarantee if I picked Salah, he would have been the one that got five points and yeah. Kane would have scored two goals or something. That's how it feels. Yeah. You, you, you've had bad spells in the season with captains. Yeah, definitely. But yeah, I, I just, it, was, it was more to do with Huddersfield and Newcastle rather than Spurs and Liverpool, if that makes sense. I mean, I mean, and you're not alone. I mean, so many people went with the fixture over the form because, I mean, that, that's always the debate. I mean, if you've got, if you've got two players who've got, um, who've got one or the other in decent measure, it, it can be quite tricky. I mean, the reason I went with Salah actually was was just about risk. I mean, we, I mean, we talked about uh, on, the most, on the last episode that we recorded when we had Tom from uh, uh, Who Got the Assist about the psychology of um, when, well, who you make your captain and, and basically what, what I discovered by looking back on my season was that I just hadn't captained Salah enough and every week I was trying to play it clever when actually with Salah you kind of just know that he's going to get you something and Kane, in that fixture, I mean, we definitely both agree that he was more likely to explode simply because he'd already scored two goals against them. But I just kind of wanted to just reduce the risk. But I remember you. I remember you said on Twitter it was quite a dilemma for you. You were close oh, to was. picking Kane, weren't you? I was, I was very, very close. Uh, I um, what I actually did on Friday uh, before the game week, um, I, or maybe sort of like Tuesday, Wednesday, I was like, I'm gonna lock in Salah now on the Tuesday, Wednesday, Friday night. I was like, I actually really fancy Kane, and because I still want to make some ground up. I mean, effectively, I, I've got this this decision of do I settle with being just outside the top 200,000 or do I really go gung-ho and try and get into that top 100k which is where I'd love to get to um, so that means at some point something's got to give and I am going to have to go against the grain but because I've got all my chips left and we'll talk about those later I'm kind of hoping to make the ground up that way so I figure let's just play it safe I was going to say and also with, with your triple captain that Baron doesn't have yeah. as should we point out in our work league you're, 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 you're not far behind Baron yeah. you're about 80-90 80, 80, points and, yeah. I could you know, make that up on a triple captain if, if, you, well. if you had a triple captain on a player on a week like Aguero when he got his hat trick you, yeah. you, 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 you could a player that Baron didn't have yeah I mean so that's the thing so, so in the end I just decided before I play my wild card and before I get used in the chips I'll just, just go with Salah but yeah I was very close on Friday night I actually switched it to Kane so that in the morning on Saturday I would have to have a good reason to switch it back if that makes sense, I was kind of like telling tomorrow me, like you've got a decision to make, and mm. then in the end, eleven o'clock, switch back to Salah, and obviously that worked out, worked out quite nicely. In terms of like the, the the rest of the week, I mean, I suppose we always say that like kind of Salah versus Kane 
it can sometimes only make a little bit of difference. So there's a lot of people out there who actually kind of don't really mind. So a lot of um, big players in FPL, you know, probably picked in inverted commas the wrong guy, but actually the the game week was kind of made and was won and lost in other areas. So I mean, I mean, uh, you got quite lucky at one stage, didn't you, Jack, with um, a couple of your defenders because Lewis Dunk. Well, one defender. finally got well, but the fact that uh, who didn't play. So what I should say well, is that to be fair, I, Kevin Long. I put it. Long in the team, knowing for a while that if Tarkovsky was back, who I've also got, yeah. Long wouldn't play. Oh, right, okay. And I did, uh, and I mean, we, we have this, we have this thing where we talk about luck, luck, and you know, your yeah. people come off your bench. But I would still argue, you still place your, I placed Dunk ahead of Schindler, yes. out of choice, and you know, yeah, I mean, I would have done the same. So, so there is an element of luck to it, but you pick your, you pick your fifteen, or is it fifteen? Yeah, you pick your. Yeah, it's 50, yeah, it is 15. Yeah. It is, yeah, there's definitely. Yeah, we, we just omit that someone on the podcast doesn't know how many players. I, I, I just had a, <laughs> a, a, a mini brain freeze there, but no, it's, it's it, you pick your 15, and, and we'll talk about it possibly in a bit. But one of my problems is I don't have a bench that are playing particular yeah. minutes at the moment. And Long was only brought in as a temporary replacement while Tokovsky was out for the Burnley. Means your budget pick, isn't it? I mean, yeah. ideally you'd like him to be Mariapa, but. But he's going to be going out. You know, yeah. Long's going to be one of the ones on the hit list. But yeah, Dunk came on and he actually scored at the right end of the pitch. Yeah, that's true. He's which, got four own goals this year, which he? was a which was a minor miracle. And you know, I knew I had him coming off my bench, which is what made again one of the the factors that made it so close on that Monday night game because I was one point ahead of you going yeah. into the Monday night game and I had no players left to play. Yeah, and you had Milivojevic. Well, so Sterling obviously didn't play. So I, mean, I think that's the a lot of the big talking point this week was Sterling didn't play again, even though we kind of thought he'd come back from the comments that Pep had made, um, which. Was kind of kind of frustrating because I actually think if he was in that game, I think he would have cleaned up. I think City would have won by a lot more. I mean, Sterling when he's fit and and, and ready to go, he's, he's so lethal. And Chelsea just weren't even out of the game. I mean, uh, I don't know if anyone uh, reads David Squires, the cartoonist on the Guardian, but he uh, he did a great little panel in his cartoon where he he took a shot from that game of just the City players passing the ball. The the Chelsea players just kind of sat on the floor reading the book, and then in the corner you had Pep Guardiola holding his Xbox controller. Uh, actually playing and then you had a picture of an Xbox controller like in a different room where while Conte was just like having a poo it was so good so I mean I, I, that sums up the game perfectly like Chelsea I mean, I, were not there at I didn't, all I, 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 I didn't watch the game up. but I'm sure many people that listen to this podcast saw the clip if nothing else on Twitter where it was just shocking it was, yeah, it was, it was like unacceptably match. poor and yeah. as far as I'm concerned I think the, the players should come out and apologise for that yeah, it was that awful, is not what it? people pay their money to go and see and it's, it's unacceptable of not only former champions or the current champ- holding champions They're defending champions it's but it's, mad, it's it? a team that of players that are paid so much money and I often defend how much football players get paid but to see them do that is totally mm. unacceptable and frustrating for FPL managers yeah. if Sterling had played in that game I think he would have cleaned up so I mean, it wasn't the end of the world because Milovojevic I was really excited when I signed him because um, basically he's there to come in the team and probably pick up a couple of points the reason I went for him instead of some other cheap options is because he's a captain he's definitely going to play and of course he's the penalty, penalty taker is, yeah. um, I mean obviously it's one of those classic FPL things where when he scored his penalties he hasn't been in my team and obviously this week he didn't actually do anything but basically we went, we went into that game on uh, you were on 46 I was on 45 so all we needed were two points so I just needed Milovojevic to play not get booked and not play, to play the whole minutes, game yeah. Yeah. and thankfully oh, in an exciting game that was like was exciting you know it was a 3-2 come from behind Man United win most of the, the national press was like banging on about Matic's amazing goal. You know, we, I've done an article on the website this week about the fact that Lukaku's starting to get a bit of consistency again. So in the wider community, big talking points. But for me and you, mate, all about the fact that Luka Milojevic played the whole game and did absolutely it, nothing. It, it, again, I was, I, was, I was out <laughs> on Monday night and I was keeping an eye on my phone as you do when you're invested in FPL. Yep. And I was praying for a last minute Crystal Palace penalty that he would miss. <laughs> or like Just, a yellow or, card. Or or, a yeah, second, a booking would have obviously made it level, but I yeah. thought a penalty miss would, would win it for me. And, it's crazy what small things it comes down to. And like you said, the wider world are looking at certain things and you're looking at the most obscure things <laughs> just because it makes one point difference and it can mean not having to wear stupid badges. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, I mean, bearing in mind it's your birthday, I don't think what you'd make me do on your birthday. So um, other sort of talking points, that I mean, aside from where it was won and lost, I, I really want to come out on the podcast and say I absolutely love Adrian Mariapa. Not just because he used to play for Reading, my, my hometown team, but he's been on my he's been on my bench as a third sub. Basically, I I think since my wild card in game week nine, and um, he, I think he may have got me a clean sheet sort of around November time, and then he just literally disappeared off the face of the earth. Marco Silva just dropped him with no explanation. I mean, the weird thing about that Watford team under him was it just seemed to get rotated all the time, mm. and every now and then he'd start a play you'd never even heard of. That Moller Wage guy just kind of came out of nowhere. And I remember everyone was saying Marek was the one to watch. He's he's, he's, he's cheap. four million. He's in he's in quite good form. Watford are playing well, and they just disappeared off the face of the earth. Yeah, and exactly. It was almost like where's Wally? Where's Mariapi? You were, you were trying <laughs> to spot him. 
but he's come back. So since um, the new manager's come in, who's basically just seems to be like a carbon copy of any Watford manager, like Italian. That's it. It's really. like a factory process, yeah. isn't it? They just bring the next one out and drop him in. They say that in about thirty years' time, it, the, there'll be more people on the face of the earth who have been Watford manager than haven't. But you know, I'm that's for another cool. story. <laughs> yeah, I'll um, but, my Italian accent. But the great thing is, is that um, I think it's, it's testament to what Mariapa uh, can do as a player because um, he recalled him immediately, which is actually so. The, the first game that he played. Uh, the, as a manager, he was still on my oh, he was still my third sub, but he got me a clean sheet. So the next week, I can't remember who they were playing, but I, I started him because I said, well, he's only played one game, but this Javi uh, uh, Gratia, I think you pronounce it, seems a little bit more focused on uh, defensive things, which actually made sense because Watford were defensively woeful. So it made sense to shore them up. And, and since then, I mean, we haven't really looked back. I mean, I got eight points for him in game week uh, twenty eight. Got two bonus points when they uh, uh, kept a clean sheet. They kept another clean sheet this week, although he got booked, so it was only five points. But to get, you know, to have someone playing who's, I mean, he's 4.2 for everybody else now, but I think I signed him at 4-1. So he's been a great signing for me because he is just the definition of a, of a budget-enabling defender who I can rotate in and out whenever I want. And of course, he's a game week 31 player as well, which would be nice. We'll come on to that in a bit. It's, it's quite so, funny because I brought Mariapa in originally in game week yeah, 17 when everyone was well. raving about him. Because I, yeah. I keep a Firmino, who's obviously injured, yeah. and thought I'd bring him in for Mariapa. And he was in my team for three game weeks and didn't play and didn't get a single point. And I got rid of him again. I mean, was was he in your team because you had bigger fires to battle? Oh, Would yeah. you have got rid of him? Had no, you no, been no, able really. to? Well, he wasn't or, playing. As you know, I remember complaining about how dire my bench was for a long time. But as as we always say in FPL, if you've got big problems in your team, start with mm-hmm. the most expensive ones. And if you know regular listeners will remember, I had problems with um, I had problems with uh, Morata, I had problems with Hazard, I had problems with Christensen. Uh, um, obviously, is more expensive. So so it was a case of like I know he's not going to play, but. 4-1 you know is he really sucking that much out of my team not really mm-hmm. um, so I just left him there so and to be fair I had a similar situation with Yedlin in the beginning of the season I mean he, he's he, every time I send, every time I need to bring him in he tends to do well so it's, it's quite nice to have that come through I, I have to admit I'm one of these players who obviously FPL is all about the goals but historically I'm one of these people who really gets the satisfaction out of building a defence that you so can rotate this season. it has been really difficult hasn't it so, so you, you do feel I mean like I said I mean Dunk didn't keep a clean sheet but when, no. you, when you it's been I mean I can't even remember the last time where I had uh, apart from Moses who, who obviously scored but it's so rare I think Moses and and um, Dunk are the only two players that have scored more than two points just looking now since Game week twenty four, so I'm really in struggling. Defense, yeah, I mean, it's, it's really I mean, generally speaking, most people are really struggling for defenders getting clean sheets. So, uh, which is which is why. So, I mean, I got two this week, which is like the dizzy hug because I also got um, Robertson at Liverpool, who's also been great. I mean, it's annoying because he could have kept a clean sheet the week before, but West Ham scored. Actually, West Ham have busted my clean sheets two weeks running because they busted it when it was when they were losing to Liverpool, and th- thankfully Robertson got me an assist in that game, so that was great. So I basically got the clean sheet, but it could have been more, could have been bonus points too. And then they knocked off the clean sheet I had for Fernandez as well who had been doing what so he was another budget signing I'd made a few weeks ago and um, so it's been kind of nice to get back to how, where I like to pride myself the thing FBL, is though in past years there's always been teams like Southampton who are always very yeah. good at keeping clean sheets Stoke with Pulis in charge you could always guarantee to yeah. have some cheap defenders that could get clean sheets West Brom but, when Pulis I mean, was in charge Burnley well. haven't done too bad in the earlier part of the season but they're struggling a bit more now to keep clean sheets they've had quite yeah. a lot of injuries in defence but you just don't have that go, those go-to few teams where you can get those cheap defenders where you can think you know, more times than not, they will they will have a good chance of getting a clean sheet. It's just almost impossible. Those those cheaper teams or those teams that don't have so much expense in them really are struggling to keep clean sheets this season. Yeah, I think the only people who've really um, helped anyone out, I suppose. It, so Manchester United have obviously been they kept more clean sheets than anyone else. I mean, they've looked a bit dicey recently, but De Gea tends to normally be a saving grace, mm. which is which is nice. But and, and I suppose if the cheap defenders really aren't delivering, then I suppose you can afford yourself that little bit of extra money to get yourself someone like De Gea but yeah ideally what you want is rather than having one guy who's going to keep you a clean sheet every week you want maybe five guys of which two to three yeah. should keep you a clean sheet on a rotation and over the past so. years you've been able to do that because yeah. there have been three or four teams that have been quite had quite cheap defenders that can keep clean sheets it feels like we've been saying it all season that just like the art of defending is just is, mm. is just absolutely dying out but um, obviously uh, that the fact that there's not really many great defenders complicates matters for game week 31 which we'll come on to a little bit later but before we get there we're just going to take some questions that have come in from the community that don't involve game week 31 because everybody's asking about a blank game mm. week 31 um, so we want to dedicate a whole section to that. Before we get there, we've got a couple of questions, a few that are quite entertaining. The first one's come in from, I'm hoping I'm going to pronounce this correctly, Moyino uh, Luwa Mafin says, do all managers start on zero points next season? Which I absolutely I can, love as a question. I can answer that in two words. <laughs> Luckily not. <laughs> yeah. I, mean, I, I, I want to say it's a great question. No, but no, no, I've answered that wrong. Do all managers start on zero points next week? 
luckily they do luckily they do words. yes you should say yeah yeah um, but we both we both messed that one up haven't we Jack yeah I, mean, I, I would love it because actually I did have a quick check I, when I saw that question I chuckled quite considerably so I, I want to say it's a great question because it's so bad that it's good um, presumably a first time player uh, this guy um, but yeah so if, if if that wasn't the case in the time that me and Jack have known each other so effectively it's three and a half seasons I think um, if if you didn't start on zero basically Jack's overall total for that period would be 7,365 points and mine would be 7,731 so I wish, a gap of I wish about put, 400 points I'd like to have put Berens on that I know he's not with us anymore but I would be interested to see what Berens was over that time as well, well you because know, he's so, had such a good season and, I, and, I, and he didn't have true. a good season last year but I didn't know how he did before in, in previous years so. good point we, well sorry listeners we'll have to check that one out off air because it will take a little bit of calculations but yes thankfully for those people like Jack everybody starts on zero the next season um, I, I'm entertained that and that I, I, wasn't I, common knowledge and I made the, <laughs> I made the point um, and this is no disrespect to the person that asked the question but <laughs> if, if it didn't reset at zero at the start of every season we'd all be very very bad at this game considering yeah. how long if we'd won 1600 for... points for like 10 years yeah, that's yeah. not very good is it 16 points a season um, question uh, from Olufemi who's asked what's wrong with Aaron Ramsey and uh, Jack, when he first saw this question, was like, wait, is it because he plays for Arsenal? Well, well that is my main answer. That, that is what's wrong with him. <laughs> I think this question's coming because, obviously, he didn't play against Brighton. Um, and, uh, I mean, it's quite a simple one. The reason I've included it is because there are a few people out there, there's a bit of uncertainty because people want to know, is he injured, I think, is, is why the question's been asked. Um, Wenger said after the Brighton game that he was just resting him because uh, obviously they play, uh, they've got they've got some midweek games with the Europa League, so maybe that's complicated things. But it is a bit, it is a bit, I will admit it's a bit odd because actually Ramsey's been one of their best players. He didn't really say there's an injury, so why are you resting him? You know you, that Brighton game was must win after the week they'd had before. You know absolutely, you know Gary Neville slated them quite deservedly for just walking in basically but, but, both of their games against Man City. But the question I would ask back to those people is. Um, why are people asking about Ramsey? I mean, he's got he scored twenty points in game week twenty six. Apart from that, he's either very rarely played or got two or one point. I don't see other. There are people like Key of Swansea, Shakiri of Stoke, yeah. who are cheaper than Ramsey, who can be much better options. I just don't really understand. I mean, what anyone would be looking at an Arsenal player right now? I think the main. I mean, I'm not looking for one right now, but Arsenal have been on my radar for my wild card, which I'm going to play. Some, they've got a great run of fixtures. Yeah, I mean, we talked on the last podcast about Aubameyang could be worth looking at because obviously Aubameyang is cup tied for the Europa League, so he can't play in that. So he's guaranteed to play every Premier League game. So the next, can, the next five fixtures just just point out Watford Stoke obviously they've got the blank game week 31 yeah, so which pointed I wouldn't out. sign them yeah. Watford Stoke Southampton Newcastle and West Ham that being said they lost 2-1 to Brighton yeah. I just I, I just really think there are better options out there than Arsenal players I think I mean the way they're playing at the moment is a disgrace and I feel <laughs> I feel quite sad that Wenger's legacy is diminishing yeah, for yeah, yeah. but he's he's turning world cup last players into players that wouldn't get into a Sunday league team and yeah. I, I feel like I just don't really get the fuss with Ramsey he's got potential undoubtedly but when you look at history, and I don't normally look at history, but when you do look at his previous scores, there are far better players out there than Ramsey, despite the fixtures. I just don't, I just don't see why you'd sign him. Yeah, I mean, uh, I'll sign him next week. He'll be my team next yeah, week. Yeah, just you wait, just you wait. Um, the final question from the community then is from Alan. And the reason he's asked this question is that Mohamed Salah had another price rise this week. So he's gone up to 10-6, which I suppose in the season he's having, the fact that he's that kind of value, shouldn't be too surprised about. But it's the timing of these price rises. It's... Uh, what is it now? It's the, it's the 7th of March at the time of recording. It's game week 30 coming up. I've only got eight left. He's been unbelievable all season. How have people left it this late? So he says, is it too late to sign Mohamed Salah? Interesting question because I suppose you could turn around and say yes because, like, what's the point? You know, you've had him. You've not had him. So, like, you, like you're not going to win anything if you've not had Salah. I, what, so, I would, what I would guess is that not everyone that hasn't got Salah yet would be doing podcasts. But, for example, <laughs> people ask the same question to me why I've never had Sterling. And I think if, if you've had a bad start to a season when, let's be honest, even though I think in the very first podcast, if you, we mentioned that Salah was one that we were looking at. He had a good pre-season with Liverpool. Um, but at the start of the season, he would have been a very unknown prospect. People wouldn't have brought him in. And if you've had a bad start and are already thinking about differentials from three or four weeks in, that could be why people have not brought him in because that is exactly why I've not brought Sterling in because I've wanted other players and unfortunately it's not worked out and, and it probably explains the rationale between behind people, why people haven't got him but in terms of the in terms of the specifics of this question I mean presumably Alan doesn't have Salah mm. I mean would you sign him right now I mean just maybe just to cover yourself especially I with this blank game week coming up it's well. hard because he's worth a lot more than what he was and I'd, it, it, obviously as with every question it depends on people's circumstance how much money they've got but there is still the possibility of bringing him in and captaining him in when other people don't so he can st- he can still be differential in some ways because 
like you said, a lot a lot of people don't captain Salah as much as they probably should. <laughs> so if you can afford him, yes, I think they look a very dangerous prospect. But he's he's not cheap now, is he? No, he's ten six. So I mean, and, and you made a good point. I think this one on Twitter that he, it's going to be interesting next season because his yeah. value is going to be oh. up, right up there, probably the most expensive player in the, in the or the midfielder in the game. If you look at Sanchez, he came in as the most expensive midfielder this season at eleven five, and easily. Oh no, no, sorry. I think he was twelve actually. Sorry, my mistake. He was twelve, but dwindled down uh, to eleven seven, and I think he is now eleven five. But either way, so you're looking at that, you know, looking at that kind of bracket and thinking, well, Sanchez last season was nowhere near as good as um, Salah um, has been this season. So um, I guess you know, FPL have got an interesting decision to make over the summer because um, you know, do they turn around and say, well, he's had a Vardy season, you know, one hit one? I mean, obviously his season has been better than Vardy's was, but. Uh, do we, you know, how how do you assess the fact that it's only been one season into his value? Because obviously Sanchez had had three seasons of of performing very well as a, a midfielder who basically plays as a forward. So it'll be interesting to see where they they price him. I mean, I, I think they'll probably put him in that eleven five twelve. I think they'll put him in the Sanchez bracket because I think Sanchez has had that advantage of doing it for several seasons, whereas Salah mm. doesn't have that yet. I'm sure he will. He's definitely an essential player next year. But well, you know, if they put him at twelve five or thirteen million, like Kane was at the beginning of the season, you can't really be surprised because the season's had this year has just been ridiculous. But he's, he's, you know, no matter what his price is, he's going to be one of the first people on everyone's team oh, yeah. next year. Yeah, exactly. He's going to be the first one. I, I, don't think, I don't think it is too late to answer the question briefly. I think that it depends. Again, it depends on what type of league you're playing. It, like for example, we've got a work league where there's money at stake every month, isn't there? Yeah, yeah. So you could bring him in for the last few months, not really worrying about your overall position, but just thinking for the next couple of months he could do well for me. So I don't think it is too late. Um, and he's he's always guaranteed to be involved yeah, in some way. Exactly. No matter, just... no matter who you play, whether it's a top team or one of the strugglers. So I'm glad that you've uh, we've mentioned uh, Blank Game Week 31 because that's what we're going to talk about now. So um, our big debate this week, we normally have a few questions we set ourselves, but we've got, I guess, almost like a case study. And uh, for once, me and Jack are going to have to work together. Mm. I don't know how that's going to go. It's, I've even done some research. I know. So I, I, should, I should have pointed out at the start, Jack is the gut man, but he kind of realised that he probably should do a little bit of reading now that uh, obviously Baron, who does a lot of reading, is not here anymore. So I would just like to... I uh, congratulate you on doing so. He's even printed some stuff out. He's got some research. Well, anyone that knows me knows my memory's not good enough to remember anything. I can barely remember. Uh, I'll take after my mother who doesn't even remember my age. So, right. so yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I mean, like, like I said, with Baron gone, I, I don't feel like I can not... It needs to be more of a, a conversation, I think. You can't hide anymore, Jack. I can't, I can't. You, you're not the gut man anymore. We'll have to get a new nickname. I know, we'll have to, we'll have to come up with something. But So the big question that we've got, and because everybody's asking this question... Um, you know, what should my starting 11 look like for blank game week 31? And, and some of you might think, well, hold on a minute, we've got game week 30 to come up next. But generally speaking, it looks like if you've got all your chips left, the best thing to do, because some people are like, oh, I'll just play my free hit in game week 31. Which actually, to be fair, it still justifies the question. Because if you're going to play your free hit in game week 31, what should my team look like? Um, but a lot of people, and actually I'm included in this um, particular uh, school of thought, not going to play my free hit in game week 31. Because if you look forward to the rest of the season, you've got a double game week in game week 34. Uh, you're going to have a blank game week in game week 35 and then a double game week in game week 37. So because this isn't the last blank game week of the season, if you waste the free hit chip now and you've still got to use your wild card, if you then use your wild card before that blank game week and um, you don't have your free chip, free hit chip anymore, you're going to have to make transfers in and out mm. of that. So then you effectively kind of almost diminish the effect of your wild card. So it makes a lot of sense to not play a free hit chip in game week 31 and use your free transfers for game week 30 and game week 31 so that you've got a team where you maybe got about 10 starters for, for game week 31. So I've got six at the moment. I'm not sure how many you've got at the moment, Jack, but I think it's around a similar number. There's um, six. Um, yes, yeah, so you've got six as well. So, you know, we've got potentially, uh, you know, two to three transfers more that we can make to maybe get to nine or ten. So if you're in that situation as well, you're probably wondering, who should I get? So well, we're going to have a bit quick session. I was just going to say, I've got, I've got quite a different attitude. I'm, I'm actually going to basically ignore game week 31. I'm not going to make too many changes oh, because, right. I, I, because I don't have a wild card. I can't sort my team out. And I just, the teams that are involved in, this, in, the, in the blank game week, so game week 31... I just don't think they're very good, great fixtures. No, they're, not, I mean, they're, not, they're not teams... It's really tough, hard to pick out players that you think are going to do well. I mean, you could... So if you don't have a wild card, like, like myself, I could bring in average players 
And if you, you do poorly, and I'm stuck with them. So yeah. for me, it's probably looking like I'm going to have six or seven players play involved in that game week. Because it's going to be low scoring anyway, isn't it? So, um, and we should just remind uh, listeners that the games that are going to be played in that week is Bournemouth against West Brom. So two very unreliable teams there. Huddersfield against Palace. I mean, again, you could argue the same. Uh, Stoke against Everton, the same. And then Liverpool against Watford. People will, <laughs> will be backing Liverpool players for that. Though, won't they? Oh, yeah, so I, th- I think what we should... But the thing is, that that's the big issue. So I think the biggest problem um, of... Um, uh, the, the biggest problem uh, with Liverpool is that we, like, if we were going to play the free hit chip, even if we were going to play it, there's probably about six players you'd want to get in because all the other teams, they just look like naff, but you obviously can only have three. So I guess the first thing we should probably address is if you're going to have three Liverpool players, who are they going to be? Um, we're going to change the question slightly because obviously it should be two because you should have Salah for this week and he should be a captain. Like The captaincy is... Is, is just a foregone conclusion for game week 31. So, I mean, it, it's interesting for me because I've got uh, Salah and Robertson. You've got Salah and Firmino, which means that, you know, we can only get one more each. And obviously, I can... Uh, so, I'm torn because I can only either get one of Mane or Firmino and you can only get one of, uh, you know, say, Robertson or Van Dijk or Mane. So, I mean, what, what's your thinking? I mean, are you going to go for their attack or are you going to go for their defence, do you think? Well, like I said, I'm probably not going to go for any of them. But okay. if I was, if I was in a position where I had a wild card, it, it would probably be the attack, to be honest with you, because defence, as, as I spoke about earlier, defence has let me down so many times this season. I know you brought in Robertson, and he's done well. And you think Liverpool at home against Watford, who are, you, you never know what team you're going to get with Watford. Yeah. Um, but there's so much more risk in bringing in a defender that I think for me, Mane is the one that I would look to bring in because if Salah doesn't do in the unlikely event Sal doesn't do much Mane probably will and Mane looks a threat I mean I didn't I haven't watched much of the day from this weekend but I was watching um, when, when I do watch Gillette Soccer or if I listen to it on the radio or the his Mane and Sal are the two names you hear most often yeah especially and recently Mane's a very busy player so uh, and what for just struggling struggle to keep clean sheets at the moment I mean they have in the last few games and Mariapa has obviously done well but I think with the Liverpool attack their defence will struggle hugely. So mm. for me, I would put more in the attack and go for Mane. Yeah, I mean, I think that's probably the sensible thing to do because actually I, I do think that... Um, I mean, Watford under Silva were definitely the kind of team that could score in that game. I don't know if they're quite like that under the new manager because obviously there's you know, a few unknown factors. We don't They seem more defensive now than they were before. But obviously in a game like this, if, if you play defensive, you're going to get broken down. I mean, Newcastle, what happened with them at the weekend? First mistake, game over effectively. So, I mean, it's interesting because obviously I've been talking about Mariapa, but... I'm a little bit worried. I, if 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 I had a full game week and this fixture was in, I would be benching Mariapa, but I'm going to have to play him. I and, think and, I'm going to go for an attacker as well because I already have. A yeah, defender. but then if you look at the four fixtures, I think you you always get bit in the bum when you say <laughs> things like this. But you, there should be some clean sheets for some cheaper defenders in those other three fixtures that aren't Liverpool. I mean, West Brom, Bournemouth, Huddersfield, Crystal Palace, even Stoke Everton, they all have potential to be all three to be on games. Can they? So I, I think there are d- better defenders elsewhere. And probably Liverpool are the best team for attack as well out of those four fixtures. Yeah, I think that, I think that's definitely the way to go. So I think we can probably both agree that you should probably, if this is an ideal situation, you should have Firmino, Salah, and Mane mm. as the Liverpool attack, which obviously means you still have several slots open. So that's three out of eleven. Um, in terms of the defenders, I really like the look of maybe um, Moritz Bauer at Stoke because he's he's four or five and um, he's been playing since he signed Stoke a lot more defensive under Lambert and also Everton dreadful away from home. I actually wouldn't be too averse to doubling up on Stoke defence because um, you know we've talked about the Liverpool defence. So if you're looking for a goalkeeper, especially, I think Butland is probably the best out of these Did, four games. He even got a bonus point in the game way through yeah. the back of the net. Yeah, because so. he generally makes a lot of yeah, saves. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I suppose the downside is Everton don't really shoot a lot away from home, so he might not really get many bonus points. You might find the person who gets bonus points in that game is like a midfielder because he's completed some passes. But I, I actually think Stoke are probably a best bet for a clean sheet. So, so we're talking about Stoke now. We're talking about defence. I mean, well, either well, really. I mean, if, if other defenders you think could do well. For me, the defender that looking through the list, the defender that I would probably look to bring in is Van Anholt. And oh, that's it. Okay. The reason for that is because they're away to Huddersfield who are very patchy. I mean... Um, and they can see Van, a lot. So. Van Anholt has the ability to get attacking points as well as a clean sheet and I think against Huddersfield that could be a possibility. Um, I just, even though I said it could be nil-nils, the, the, the defences are also very dodgy. Uh, you know, again, Bournemouth stands out for to have defenders because West Brom are the lowest scorers in the Premier League. Yeah, yeah. But every time I've had a defender playing against West Brom, <laughs> I can think, I oh, should get six points here. And they score don't. a goal. Yeah. I think um, Huddersfield and Leicester, well, I've had Schindler, uh, West Brom scored against them. I had um, Maguire 
Oh, and, yes. and West Brom scored against them. So I've, I've been burnt a lot by West Brom, but on paper, as the lowest scorers, you would think Bournemouth defenders could be a way to go as well. Yeah, uh, yeah. I, I think that I would probably want to go in with maybe one Bournemouth defender. And I guess the best one there is probably Simon Francis or um, um, Charlie Daniels. Because mm. if you're talking about attacking threat with Anhalt, Charlie Daniels hasn't really done that much attacking threat this year, but I guess you know it's in his locker. Because a lot of people have been discussing this week, like, you know, because you have to play it situationally, because not everybody's going to be able to field a full 11. So, I mean, the main reason we're asking it this way is because everyone's team's different. So, if we just talk about 11 players you could sign, it mm. just kind of whittles it down a little bit. But, you know, you ask yourself the question, like, just because someone's going to play in this game week doesn't mean that they're going to get you points. Because going back to the idea of if this was a full game week, I've got to be honest, like, I wouldn't be that invested in any of these fixtures. Yes. So, um, Bournemouth probably best of a bad bunch if I'm going to have a defender in there so I'd probably go for Charlie Daniels because he, we, he could do something so then you know defence you've then got I mean I would say Bauer Daniels uh, are the only two defenders that we can agree on at the moment I mean you've mentioned oh sorry Van Anholt as well gives us up to three and Robertson, which actually, and Robertson you have as well and, and Robertson which you could have so I mean Liverpool defence you could have in there as well so that's worth making, letting you know that's an option yeah. um, midfielders I think is a tricky one as well so there's been a lot of debate about Theo Walcott because obviously he um, has had some good shots good chances last couple of weeks Everton generally don't do that well but you know Walcott historically done quite well I mean he has been in your team I, mean, yes. I think he's, he's still in the team isn't he's he? still in my team so I mean obviously you're, there's no way you're going to take him out because you're not going to waste the transfer but if you didn't have him would you bring him in? No Okay. I don't, I don't think I would I think if we're looking at midfielders the two that I've picked out um, would be Junior Stanislas ah, yes. Bournemouth who I had last season but nobody, not, no one else I was directly competing with had yeah. him and he did very well for me and he's, he's at 5.9 I think he's, he's quite a good option um, and this is the type of game at home that Bournemouth should be looking to score a few goals in I think and West Brom can keep clean sheets at times but I mean they're, they're, is it 9 or points the drift of safety or 7 points yeah, they're up? pretty far off aren't they so. um, this is a game that Bournemouth should be looking to try and get the crowd on side you know it's very tight at the bottom there only a few points off the relegation zone themselves so Stanislas would be the one for me and the other one would be Shakiri. Um, yeah he's, he's in my got team. 30 points in the last 4 game weeks and for 6.3 million, he's cheaper than a fair few other players such as Ericsson, Son, Sterling, De Bruyne, who you could take out for one game week. I guess the risk side of that is if you've made money on it, to take them out for one game week without a free hit and then to bring them back in, you could lose some money. Yeah. But so the two, but the two midfielders I look to bring in are Shakiri and Stanislas from those fixtures, I think. Yeah, I mean, there were two. I'd actually—they're uh, on my shortlist. It's worth pointing out we've so. not seen each, each other have picked them. No, we? no. So I mean, you've picked. Two. I mean, Shakiri's obviously already in my team, so he's going to stay. Stanislas is very much on my watch list because um, when he does when he does play he tends to score slight rotation risk because he's kind of still coming back from injury but um, you know I, I'm probably going to look for him the only other two I think I, uh, we should mention uh, are um, Abdullah Decore, your boy from earlier in the season mm. who um, as we've discovered recently has been outperforming statistically a lot of um, his teammates even though he looks quite languid um, I mean Liverpool away obviously is tricky but I suppose I guess with this game week is what you want to do is you just want to maximise your chances of having a player who could deliver so even if Decore does nothing at least it's two points more than say if you've transferred him out for Sterling that's two points more than you would have got if you hadn't brought him in especially if you can then wildcard beyond of course Jack obviously got the situation if you can't do that then that's going to be a problem but the only other person I'd like to also mention is Alex Pritchard who is an injury doubt because he went off injured in the most recent Huddersfield game but he's done quite well since he's come into Huddersfield and um, you know Palace defensively quite poor so I'd expect him to do well there 11 first team players have got out injured at the moment it's it's ridiculous amount yeah if, if there's ever, ever a time that Huddersfield are going to send out a message of intent that they can stay up or, or, or send a message to their home crowd, it's, it's against Palace, isn't it? Mm, definitely. Although that's being said, Palace will be, a, even though a heartbreaking defeat for them, they'll be bored by the fact they went 2 0 up against Manchester yeah. United. So. Yeah, I mean, they could, they could conceivably win that game, as you've already mentioned. It's, a, it's a such, a, such big games for so many of these teams because it's so tight down the bottom. Yeah. That you, could, you just don't know which way it's going. The games could be so cagey where teams are so scared to give anything <laughs> away, or they could be the most free flowing because they're going for attack. You just don't know how these are going to turn no, out. I so. mean, and that's what. It's all about, Which, it? Whichever yeah, way no. we pick it, I just think it's going to go the opposite <laughs> way. If we end up going for like West Brom defence, Bournemouth will end up scoring. And if we go for a West Brom attack, it will be the other way around. So I just, it's, it's a nightmare. It's, yeah. it's, a, it's, a, it's an absolute minefield. Well, speaking of goals, probably the, the most, I think the most difficult uh, position for this mm. whole game week is strikers. I mean, Firmino is obviously an essential, so that's fine. But, you know, if you're looking to field three strikers, I mean... It's so ridiculous. I mean, like Nias, for example, you know, he does well when he plays. And the weird thing was, um, Big Sam said about about ten days ago in the build up to a game. Oh, yeah, he's probably my best striker right and now. Didn't, didn't, I think he said then, the words as well that he's he's making it hard for him to drop him. Yeah, and the next game he dropped him for Cenk Tosin, well, who, the, who obviously scored. But the thing I wrote about Everton, the only thing I wrote next to Everton was rotation risk up front. I have little faith elsewhere. Yeah, like, I just exactly. 
there are, there are more bankers. Really. And like you said, if, if you you could bring in Tosin thinking he scored, he's obviously going to start again and he could be dropped from the ass because they want to spring a little surprise or something. So I, I think, like you said, if you pick strikers elsewhere that are more likely to start, then you, again, it's two points more than if you picked an Everton player that was then rotated. And the one that I've gone for, and and again, this is at a push. This is not someone <laughs> I would, again, if it was a full fixture list, I would not be selecting this person at all. But from a very possibly poor bunch of selections I've gone for Mounier again ah, yeah, he's, he's, he's got kind of on my edge of my radar 23 points from game week 27 and 28 he's done really so, well hasn't he yeah. but I've had him on two separate occasions this season and he's done nothing for me because <laughs> he's so, it's also a rotation risk isn't it with Depotra with so. Depotra yes exactly but you'd think with the points I mean he didn't do didn't score much I think it was two or three points at the, at the weekend um, but the two game weeks before that a 23 point return he's, he's in a bit of form at the moment and he goes through these patches and again against an injury hit Palace you'd think that, that there's a good chance that he could get a goal so he would be the one the one budget pick for me I, yeah I think Munier has been on the edge of my radar as well so I think we can attach him onto it's hard to though, isn't it, it I mean, is difficult because you wouldn't pick him because I mean Wilson's had some bad games so I mean I'm not going to go for Wilson I don't well, again think. he's in my team I've yeah. had him um, and I was sure he got there was a penalty this weekend and I was sure he was going to take it and Josh then King Josh King it. stepped up and I was like it's just it's not going my way it's really because again Wilson takes that penalty he scores it I wouldn't have done the forfeit this no, week there were so no. many fine margins and it was it was almost like the Lukaku uh, Martial thing oh, all over again yeah. I'm sick of penalty takers not taking their penalties <laughs> two more that uh, I'd like to draw mention to one slightly less more of a serious consideration than the other uh Benteke at Crystal Palace he's a little bit more expensive but I mean if you're looking for someone who's going to play I mean could could do you a job? I can't remember if he got uh, involved in any of the goals um, against Man United. I think what he I do remember the first again, one. Again, I wasn't watching the game, but I remember reading tweets saying if he played central defence, it would have been fantastic. I think he had a shot <laughs> off the line. No, sorry, he cleared a yeah, new yeah. shot off the line, and they said if he was a centre back, he probably would have got a few bonus points. So, I mean, again, I mean, I think he's probably one of those players where if you've got someone who isn't playing and you've got the transfers to do it, plus two probably what you're going to get unless he gets but the only one I think you should we should seriously consider is Troy Deeney and again it mm. does come back down to this debate of Liverpool at home are really good but Troy Deeney's just in some good form I think he's got um, four he's got three goals in his last four and I think he might have an assist as well is he still time. to take at Watford and um, I, 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 I can't remember the last time they've taken penalties but I mean he is he is the club captain so if he's if he's playing which he seems to be because I think I've got to admit if I was coming into Watford at a time like I, like that man uh, that Gratia did Putting Deeney back in the team was just like a no-brainer because he's just he is literally Mr. Watford, and obviously he's paid him back because he scored um, a fair few goals. And obviously, if you're because obviously if you're doing this um, and looking to maybe sign some of these players this week, that actually further complicates things because I mean Bournemouth have a tricky fixture. Stoke obviously are hosting Manchester City, so you don't really want to sign a Stoke player this week. You'd rather do it next week. Mm. Um, Liverpool are playing United, so even though they could do well in that game, I don't like signing big players four big games because you never know what's going to happen but Watford are playing Arsenal this week and Arsenal are just all over the shop so if you're looking for you know if you're if you're liking the sound of a lot of these players but you're working out the timing of when to sign them I think um, Decore and Dini are two that if you sign them now because you know the game week 30 is still a legitimate game week so yes. you should definitely have a, an eye on that um, I think they're the two that I would go for simply because they've got a quite nice fixture this week as well as in uh, in game week 31 as well so. but yeah, like I said I just don't think I'll be making any transfers with game week 31 in mind like I said if you don't have a wild card it really is a so I'm glad that, that, you, that we've got you in that situation because when you look at what's going around on, on social media and in the FPL community I mean quite rightly so I mean it, you know you obviously want to pick the ideal situation and because I've still got all my chips left and a lot of the people who run their accounts tend to have their chips left as well you know the strategy is there for those who don't who haven't used those chips and I do think that sometimes if there's people who are still you know seriously playing would like some tips for how to go for the next couple of weeks without a wild card and without a free hit chip you know you do need a little bit of advice so it's good that you've um, you know been able to tell listeners what you're going to do because there will be there would that guarantee be people out there in the same situation I think you've you, just so. got to take a, 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 low, a low scoring week unfortunately and yeah. hope that it's a low scoring week for a lot of people because I, mean, I think it will be because I, I mean it's going to be difficult to I mean even now they're saying that um, uh, in the top uh, 10,000 managers um, the average number of um, blank game week players is, is 5 and that means that you've only really conceivably got maybe 3 more to add to that if you take hits as well so you know the, the thing is if, if you don't have a wild card and you are looking to get a decent amount of players into this team you've got two options you either take points hits to get them in or get them out afterwards or you're going to end up forfeiting a lot more points in the latter weeks yeah, exactly. it'll be best to take a point hit as in have less players playing in the game week 31 so those are your two options really and for me Having less players playing game week thirty one is better than having lower points for the remain those the weeks that go after that. I mean the double game weeks are coming up and we don't know uh, 
definitely when those games are going to be and obviously we've got to find out who wins in the quarterfinals of the FA Cup but you know we think they're probably going to be in 34 and 37 it actually would make more sense to save your points hits to put all your eggs in, in a bigger basket mm. of a game that's going to have 15 fixtures rather than four so I mean I'll tell you sense. what though I am fascinated to see what people do I think whether you're in a situation like me or whether you're in a situation like yourself it'll be fascinating to see how people play this game week oh, yeah. um, and it'll be fascinating to see the points return and I'm quite looking forward to seeing what other people do rather than what I do could be an absolute horror show couldn't it <laughs> yeah I think I think it well could well be yeah uh, we always like to have a look at how, at how our um, Plymouth Herald FPL league is doing obviously it's been a month since we last looked at it so it's changed a little bit as always we like to look at our top 10 we're going to pick out three managers who we think could be manager of the week um, Am I there this week? And uh, no, sorry, uh, I'm afraid not. I keep hoping. Yeah. Uh, so uh, in tenth place is uh, Akif Islam, who I think was 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 there before, but he's dropped down three places. He's into tenth uh, with 17.01 points. Roger uh, Mullard with Green Army. So I'm assuming that's one of the rare actual Argyle fans in this uh, league. Uh, he's gone up one place to ninth with 1,702. Uh, Luke Sturtridge with Treehorn Productions has gone up one to eighth with 1,705. Arjun Shiv with Dragonstone's gone up one as well to seventh. Uh, with 1,706 then the top six are all unmoved for the most recent game week but they've changed since we last looked at them so Matthew Kemp is on sixth in sixth place with Waterbutt FC 1,713 in fifth place my favourite name in the whole league Rahul Van Nistelrooy with Naxals FC 1,721 in fourth is uh, I I can't really say our very own Baron Cross anymore Leeds Live's own Baron Cross. Traitor. Yeah, Traitor. Baron Cross, uh, Cross with uh, <laughs> Dallas Ketspire Club on uh, 1,727. Third place is uh, the uh, the Oasis man, or not Oasis man, Liam Gallagher with Barcelona on 1,751. And then since we've last had a podcast, Martin General of Akesia with Zalom United is no longer our league leader, which is very sad. He's gone down to second, 1,768. Means our current leader is Tony Fairburn with Atletico Grandad. I love that team, though. I do love that team. So he's gone up to first. The three that I'm going to pick out for manager of the week, Liam Gallagher could be the Wonderwall uh, with 69 points. Um, he actually captained Kane over Salah. He had two free transfers, and what he did was, I love this this transfers. I mean, long term, they're not great, but for this game week, fantastic. He swapped out Sterling and Aspilicueta for Son, great signing for this week anyway, and Davis. Pulled out 21 points out of that, I think, or 22, I think. He got double clean sheet coverage for City. He had both Walker and Otamendi and got six points out of Pascal Gross and got 69 points. I think that's quite impressive. Uh, Roger Mullard got 63 points. He captained Salah over Kane. He had Son as well. And he also got nine points out of Trent Alexander-Arnold. I mean, that's when you've mm. got a cheap defender like that, mm. that's great stuff. He's also made no transfer in game week 29 so that he's got two for blank week, uh, blank game week 31 or you know technically two for game week 30 but presumably he'll make one and then make two the next week so that's a good decision and, sorry I was going to say I'm just, just looking at his team and he's he's managed to get 63 points with a player with no points in his in his starting 11 yeah, yeah very is... impressive So uh, and then our final candidate is, uh, is Atletico Grandad's own Tony Fairburn 57 points moved Sterling onto Mane so it's good preparation for blank game week 31 got some points this week he captain Salah over Kane and what I really like here is that he, he got some nice points from Ben Davis but he also got a, he got five points out of um, Johan Berg Goodmanson and five points out of Paul Pogba which are very niche at this point so mm. some, some nice little differentials there I, so, know, I know who mine is so I actually think I'm going to go with Roger Mullard the second guy I know he got six points less than Liam Gallagher um, but I just think long term the decision to bring in Son now is a bit of a, an odd one because actually Son does very well at home but in the next four games Spurs are going to be away three occasions and in the game that they're not playing away they don't have a game. So they don't play again at home until April the 17th or something when they host Man City. So actually having signing Son worked out well this week, but I actually really like the fact that Mullard didn't take any transfers. So I'm going to vote for uh, Roger Mullard of Green Army. Part of me wants to vote for Baron Cross this week because he deliberately <laughs> let, had Dunk in his starting lineup. He didn't come off the bench. Yeah. I think that was quite impressive. But no, for me, it's, it's the same person. I'm also voting for that because for three reasons. I like the fact he's kept with Son because I think it could have been quite easy to get rid of Son. Yeah, because he kept him rather than... And I know, like, you're quite right, there are some tough fixtures coming up and he may well get rid of him, but I think the fact he's kept him, it, it, in what's been a bit of a tricky time for some of the Spurs midfielders, is, is, is fair play to him for doing that. And yeah, Alexander-Arnold as well for nine points and still gets 63 points with one player with zero points in his team and a very unactive bench. I think I he's think really he's, well set he's, he's, done a, he's, done a, well. he's done a good week so yeah he gets for the first time I think we both agree yeah there we are so congratulations Roger Mullard of the Green Army you are manager of the week if, if, you, if you contact us they will give you your cash prize <laughs> Which, yeah zero pounds <laughs> um, we should say outside of the top 10 I'm moved up to 53rd in this league it's got like 5,000 people in so I don't, I'm happy I don't really that. want to know where I am you've dropped down to 256th so that's not awful uh, and we should also <laughs> just like to say that uh, Thomas Rusinek whose team name beating Chastards we love that one uh, is on 1684 points 
and it's, it's now 12th. And we've still never said it wrong. No, we've still never said it wrong. And we should just say, if you want to join that league, the code is 516-55-153-643 if you'd like to join that league and possibly have a shot at being our manager of the week. Uh, we're going to finish this week, uh, as we always like to, with our favourite section, which is Friday Night Deadline and FBL Quiz, which... Some of you might be wondering, well, how, how are we going to do a new format now that Baron is no longer here? Well, we can reveal that our very own producer, John Bishop, has written some football-related questions this week at very short notice because he was so insistent that we have a quiz. And the thing is, we're not just going to break the fourth wall, we're going to smash it down with yeah, this. With yeah, this. He's going to so step right gone. into the... into the, over a bit. And uh, so, what, what we should just say is, um, a couple of weeks ago, you uh, when we asked you who you'd sign on Fantasy Premier League, you said with a, quite a lot of seriousness that you would sign Sonny Bradley, yeah. uh, who obviously doesn't play in the Premier League. So no. um, we should probably, well, we want to ask you just before we get started, what's your what's your knowledge of football so, like generally? Football knowledge, I hadn't been to Plymouth Argyle until last year. He's quite a surprise because so. he was he was he was riding on the wave of success. Yeah. Yeah. They've um, picked up recently, still not returned. Have uh, you spotted any famous people yeah, at an airport? Yeah, at an airport I once saw Teddy Sheridan. So I mean that's airport. pretty good so, football knowledge. Yeah, football knowledge. So you bring him to your FPL team? Have you still uh, yeah, I put him in. <laughs> and another one who I'm going to put um, in goal is my mate's, uh, my sister's mate used to date, Ronnie Moje. Who didn't play in goal? You're going to put him in goal? No, I'm going to put him in goal. Yeah, I'm just, people, I, I, just a captain. People I, I, probably yeah. don't really know who Ronnie Moje is from a well, Premier League perspective. Well, Argo fans will know who he is. Yeah. He's the guy who scored their oh, goal. Just, you didn't when see what he had to say. Oh, he's been looking down. Ronnie Moje scored the winning goal for Argo when they won the playoff final of Division 3 in 1996 when Neil Warnock was in charge. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So not a goalkeeper. But anyway, so you're going to ask us the questions. Right, I've only got 10 questions. I haven't got Dave's captain... Apologies. There's, there's no chips. It's just and a there's no chips. questions. Uh, you pick them. They're all football. Nothing to do with FPL. Uh, your badges are falling off, Jack. And so two of them are about kids' films. And, and the so. great thing is, because there's no questions about our specific teams, it probably means more people listening at home can probably play along. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, so, ten questions. Jack, and as you got the lowest score this game week, you get to pick. Do, I, well, I, and I, it's I, his birthday. I, I, oh, and it's I'd like birthday, to point yeah. out that this is why I do the lowest score, because I just want the first question. <laughs> okay. I'll go for question... Two. <laughs> Two. Okay. <Which> you <laughs> ready? Yeah. Are you doing the timer? Uh, yeah, yeah. We'll have, you got any, have you got an yeah. independent adjudicator to make sure the answers are correct? They are correct because <laughs> I, I, I went on the internet. <laughs> so, okay, here we go. Who is the league's all time leading assist maker? All time. Frank Lampard. No. Ryan Giggs. Yeah, I was going to say Giggs, Lampard, and Jaldo. It's between those three. Yeah, I would have actually said Skulls. Skulls actually. I was going to say Skulls, Skulls, so it's a good job I didn't get to go for that one. So, uh, my first question will be as Baron would always go for. Question number nine. Oh, you got one of the kids' films questions. Way. Okay, so in in the film The Mighty Ducks 2, oh, who did the, the team beat to win the Junior Goodwill Games? I've literally not seen the sequel, so oh. uh, let's just go with uh, someone who tends to lose quite a lot. West Bromwich Albion. What? I know the answer. I know <laughs> so the answer. It's a World Cup. Yeah, Iceland. I yeah, I don't know. I've not Come seen on. the sequels. So I don't oh, know. Oh, well, you can't have guessed that. that. No. Right, you wouldn't have known no, that. No, I've not no. seen it for a very long time. I was time. hoping it would be a question about cool runnings, but never mind. There so, is uh, a question about cool runnings. Yes, yeah, so I hope I get that one. Uh, right, so that's 0 0 after all. 0 0. I have a feeling this could end up being 0 0, and I have no tiebreaker. Question one. Okay. You'll get the cool runnings question now, even though you've never seen it. How do you know there is one, Dave? Oh, it's a fix. He, t- he just said there was oh, one. Dear, okay. <laughs> Blackburn won the league in the 1994-95 season, but where did they finish the following season? <laughs> That's a hard question. Is that, is that when they got relegated? Bottom, 20, 20th. No, 7th. <laughs> That's a hard relegated. question. They got relegated it? the season after they? they failed to defend their title. But I would have said like 5th, so I mean, yeah, a tricky one. I would have, yeah, I make it. I knew that I they didn't defend it very well. Okay, yeah, I may give a bit of leniency because some of these are really hard. Well, not to after this one. Well, yeah. Well, yeah, that's true. No, you can't now. Yeah, you yeah but it one may one. not be a number one, so... Okay, well, okay, right. right. So I have question two. Oh, yeah. No, we've had two. Oh, question nice three. Nice try, Ryan Giggs. Okay. <laughs> yeah. This is a good one. Okay. If I do say so myself. Uh, who is the scorer of the fastest ever Premier League goal? Oh, another one. Ledley King. Yeah. Yeah. There you go. Someone got a point. Because uh, the reason I know that is because uh, about... Three to four weeks ago, Christian Eriksen scored that goal against Man United, which was scored after 12 seconds. And they worked out that had he scored it like half a second earlier than that, 
you know, had he shot literally half a second previously, he would have beaten Ledley King's goal. Which was what Which time? was 11 seconds no, and, and a bit. 9.9. So, was it 9? Oh, so no, it was close. No, but yeah, so yeah, the yeah. idea was that Ericsson's goal was so close to it. The only reason I know that is honestly because it, it, Ericsson it, nearly broke it. I think you're protesting too much. I think you saw the answer. <laughs> <laughs> I don't mind as long as someone gets a point. Okay, so that's one deal. <laughs> right. So I'm taking the lead. Quite so question four. two questions each. Okay. In 2004-2005, Chelsea recorded the highest number of points in a Premier League season. How many did they get? Was there a leeway or was there no leeway? Yeah, there's a leeway. How many? I'll just give an answer first. Highest ever, 96. Yeah, I'll give you that. It was 95. Well done, Jack. Yeah. I would have actually said in the hundreds, but that's mainly because uh, Reading, my team, currently hold the record for the championship. So then, I, and so in my head, highest points tally, I'm thinking triple figures. And I've got to hold one of the records for yes, the league so yeah, so 102 points. But we were 105 the season we won the championship, which is why we're a little bit worried about Wolves. Actually, interestingly, I was going to come out and say, if we beat Wolves this week, which is not going to happen, then it mathematically stops them beating our record, so that's quite nice. But we will lose, absolutely guaranteed. Anyway, so uh, let's well, go. Okay, so you've question... got five, six, seven, eight, oh, and so ten left. So question... Steps on it. Question ten. Question ten. Okay. Who's taller? Peter Crouch or Costel Pantelimon? Costel Pantelimon. Uh, the answer is Peter Crouch. Or Berrin, I was going to put at the end of it. Oh, right. No, um, Peter Crouch, no. Oh, Costel is, it, oh. Is, is six foot eight. Crouch is an inch shorter. Oh. See, I would have gone for Pantelimon because I don't think that's a trick question because yeah. you just assume Crouch is taller. See, these questions aren't bad. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, not too bad, not too bad. For, for someone that thinks Ronnie Morgan plays in goal, it's not bad. Yeah, and Sonny Bradley plays in the Premier League. I didn't right. think he, I know he doesn't play in the Premier League. I just thought you could have anyone in FPL. Twelve fantasy. There Premier is no League. twelve. There's only oh. ten questions. FPL stands for fantasy Premier League, so they have to be a Premier League player. Eight. <laughs> oh, Jack, 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 yeah. No, I've never seen this. Film. No, okay, I, I, right. I, I want that question. Yeah, and, it is. and it's worth pointing out here. John knows football that I've not ever seen this film. That's no, why. That's question. why. Because I know Dave hadn't seen the Mighty Ducks team. No, you didn't. So, no, you didn't. Right. Anyway, <laughs> anyway, have a go. It's your birthday, so I'll give you. <laughs> give me the, the answer. Anyway. Yeah. In the film Cool Runnings, Sanka kisses something for good luck. Oh. What is it? Goldfish. No. <laughs> Goldfish? Hey, hey Sanka, you want to kiss my lucky egg? Hey, that's to be fair, is. at least you, you didn't get that question because that stopped you getting the point. Well, so that's, so that's, 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 that's a, a Goldfish victory. in a bobsled? Yeah. How's that going to work? Have, you might have right, a Jack, in the Okay, if I'm to do the quiz regularly, there will be a Cool Runnings theme <laughs> question yes. every week. So yes. go and watch it before next week. Yes. Yeah? No. Was Jack, that's next, terrible. Next question. Yeah, right. next question. So uh, let's have questions. There's five, six, and seven left. Five. Who holds the unfortunate record for the most Premier League own goals? Oh, I know this one. Uh, Lewis Dunk. Uh, no. Can I guess it? Yeah. I, I was just no. Martin Scarton. No. Oh. Here I've got Richard Dunn. Oh, of course oh, it yeah. is. I knew I knew it. I just is that in oh. one season or in total? No, that's total. Can Martin Scarton have, have it in the one season? Possibly, yeah. The reason I, I the reason got like loads this year, anyway. I, yeah, Lewis Dunn. Yeah, yeah, Lewis Dunn. Said, yeah. The reason I, I think Martin Scott, because I, I asked a question about Dunk and I looked back to see who got the most in the season, I think it might have been Skirtle in one season. But oh, could be man. One. Yeah, no, I knew that as well. Like, it, just, it was just, I couldn't get there in time. I couldn't get there in time. So, I just well, so it's 1-1 one, one still. Yeah, so it's 1-1. One, one, one question after, left each. Ooh, okay. So we, yeah, okay. Read that time. John, Six and seven. We, we need to just do a oh, I think one of these, both of these... I'll tell you a World Cup related. Seven. Oh, I love a World Cup. You'll know that. You'll get this yeah. one, I think. Who won the 2002 World Cup in Korea and Japan? Oh, I should know this, shouldn't I? Brazil. Yeah, that's right. Mm. Just in time, that was. Yeah, go on. Yeah, that, that is correct. Which was so, also uh, a question on the. That- but that is one of those ones where it's easy, but because you know you've got five seconds, I just totally went blank for most of that time. I would have been straight out of the traps. So, so in our quiz yesterday, bus. we have a cryptic round, and it was countries yesterday, and one of them was Brazil, and the clue was uh, Brass support isn't very well. Brass ill. Brilliant. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Brilliant. We love the good quiz. On this one. Yeah. Good quiz. I like that. I like that. Right, so, right, so, to avoid a so if you live in Plymouth, yeah, which most, <laughs> there you go. Which most I should charge him for that advertising. <laughs> okay, so, so the final question. question six. So oh. if you get this right, I need a tiebreaker, which Please, I will. I can't lose it. Okay, okay. I think. Oh, I think you could get this. I'm going. Okay, you ready? Yeah. Okay. Which one of these countries took part in the first ever World Cup in 1930? Chile, Germany, or Netherlands? Um. Chile. That's right. Because the uh, the there was only four European teams, of which one was France, 
Uh, one was, what were the other two? Was one of them Belgium? Germany. Yeah, so, so I think Belgium participated. Uh, Italy participated, and who's the other one? Um, uh, possibly Austria, I can't remember. But either okay, way, no, that's why I know that one. Keep talking for a second, Dave. Yeah, because yeah, yeah. so, <laughs> obviously we well, now finished on two all, and we need a tiebreaker. So, um, okay, okay, I'm going to do a Who Am I, but it's about... I'm going to do a Who Am I, but it's going to be a famous person. Not from Cool Runnings. Please, thank No, because I... Yeah, not from Cool Runnings. <laughs> okay. yeah, straight off okay. the bat with Eric Bai. Should we just? Should, am I say who am I? Just we want to say am I male? No, <laughs> no, no. If he's ever so strong, okay. 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 Just give one clue at a time. And we'll have a guess each. Okay. Um, the first speech I ever gave, I fainted. That's a really hard. Well, give us the second clue. Then. Um, Is it the Queen? The Queen's dad, George the. No. Um, okay, I. Someone once said to, these are really cryptic. Uh, a famous quote. So someone once said, "You're very drunk," and he said, "He, I will be so." Winston Churchill. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> God, that was thank you. That was just saving me from. I, I don't feel like that was a great question to win the quiz. Yeah, no, let's not celebrate that too much. That was that was terrible. To be fair, if you're going to be doing the quiz now, it's a score draw as an actual result because no one's having to do the quiz. Oh yeah, that's true. I, I like the way Jack says that after you've won. <laughs> so right, I've broken the four four. I'm going go. back. So get, now. get behind that wall, John. No, as as all of our listeners can see, there's a reason that John stays quiet in these yeah. podcasts. Are you joking? <laughs> Can I also promote, once I've got my own podcast, The John Bishop Show. I can't call it The John Bishop Show. I think that that might be taken. Yeah, I was going to say, I think someone's already used that and he's got bigger teeth than you, so. Well, thank you for that, John. Thank you for that easy three points on the table for me. There he goes, written it down. He's written it down on Um, the sheet. I'm going to look out for that goldfish and cool runnings when I watch it. (laughs) Kiss my lucky goldfish. Oh my (laughs) God. Absolutely dreadful. Right, so as always, we like to finish with our stat of the week, which this week concerns Jamie Vardy. And the reason that it concerns him is because he's been in my team for the last two weeks and done basically nothing, despite the fact that Leicester have really good fixtures. So I did an article this week trying to work out why he does really well against the good teams and why he does really badly against the bad teams. And effectively, you know, what, what I've discovered is that he averages 5.9 points per game against top six opposition this season. You know, against lots of United, Arsenal, Chelsea, Liverpool, Man City, those guys. But just 3.94 points per game against everybody else. And effectively what it comes down to is the top teams, they leave a lot more space to mm. be uh, to be counted on because they like to play possession football. Uh, whereas the other teams kind of realise if you man-mark Vardy nice and tight, you can kind of keep him quiet. So if you're looking for a way to cover Leicester, because we, we haven't actually mentioned it in this, uh, in this episode, but Leicester have got really nice fixtures after game week 32. If you're looking to cover them, Probably go for Riyad Mahrez because Jamie Vardy will be dreadful. And all that's of interesting, isn't it? Because you wouldn't think to bring Vardy in for Leicester for against a big team, but but it looks like that's when you should bring him in. So I mean, I'm definitely going to get rid of him as soon as I can. Um, so keep that in mind. Those people who are planning their wildcard. As always, uh, in this this week we've got um, we're back to usual now. Everybody's back, so we've got all our content on the website about who to captain, uh, who to bring in this week in terms of transfers. We've uh, done another question time this morning. Uh, with uh, FPL General and FPL Fly, very well known on Twitter. So they've um, got some good uh, answers to the questions that you guys have sent in about blank game weeks and should we get rid of Sterling. Uh, they address a lot of the subjects that we've talked about, but obviously they've got a lot more experience than the likes of me and Jack, so definitely check that out. Um, if you uh, if you've liked what you've listened to today, then make sure you subscribe to us on iTunes and on Audioboom. And if you're listening on iTunes and you liked this episode, then give us a five-star rating because that always helps. So we will see you next week. Thank you for listening to Waiting on the Bonus Points. We're always happy to help you out with your FBL team, so if you have any questions for our panel, follow or tweet us at FBL underscore Herald. Ben jij prijsbewust? Nu extra MB's bij Mijn Sim Only. Voor 12,50 per maand, onbeperkte minuten of sms'jes en 3500 MB 4G internet tijdens de Ben Prijsbewust Weken. Kijk op Ben.nl.